the occult, the news, and plenty of booze. Welcome to the One Drunk Hole Podcast. Here's your host, Witch Dragon. Hello, everyone. This is Witch Dragon. I am your host for, for One Drunk Hole Podcast. I hope everyone's having a good weekend, heading into a good week. I am back from my vacation, or my walkabout, however you want to say it, although I don't know if I did much walking, but I definitely was away from my area, and it was definitely needed, let's say, so I am back from the mountains. So, let me give you a rundown of what we're going to be talking about today, since I have been trying to take a little bit of a visual deep dive, meaning I'm watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos. Which, hey, shout out to all the YouTube creators out there doing the hard work. My, th- my thumbs up to you. And shout out to you. There's just too many of you to name. So that's the only reason why I'm not naming all of you. But there's but all of you are doing a beautiful job. And different perspectives. So let me just say that outright. Step one. And I do have some articles to read. And I did read them a little bit. So hopefully... I won't be having some struggle words today. Let us hope. So, if I have to read a little slower, I will. That being said, the main topic is going to be the articles of what's going on with Travis Scott, the Astral World. Might give my opinion on that. Kyle Rittenhouse and the verdict. I'm sure most or a good amount of people know that he was. The verdict is non guilty. So I'm going to read a little bit about that. And the Alec Baldwin, what's going on with the shooting. And so on. I'm going to do, do a review on a non-alcoholic drink in a minute. Because I think I need to keep a clear head for a change on this one. We're going to talk about some things that have been going on with me. And then we're going to get right to it. Now, I was going to do one of my other topics on my list today, but... I want to do this one first just to get out the way. Plus, I'll be honest, I want to stretch out my topics a little bit more. And we will do start the Witchcraft t- podcast at some point. But that's going to be more of an int- introduction, introductionary rather, to other talks about witchcraft and so on. This That's just more of an introduction just to get it going because I'm going to do a deeper dive at some point. So I'm kind of glad I'm stretching that out. So, without further ado, we're going to get right to the review and get right on with the show. So, but I do want to thank people for liking my my recent episode of Emotions Part 2. I got nine plays, which is the most I've ever gotten on, on anything I've ever done. So, thank you all so much. But let me also be clear and say, for all the plays that I've gotten so far on my shows, thank you. It means the world to me. So, regardless, no matter how many plays it gets, even one, don't get me wrong, I want more than one, but, you know, regardless, thank you. But nine plays for me is the most I've ever gotten so far. So I thank you all from the bottom of my heart. And I mean that. So that being said, let's keep growing the show. So, let's get on with the regular format, shall we? All right. First and foremost, for anyone who wants me to promote anything be it non-alcoholic or alcoholic, 
or CVD or whatever, please email me at PSIWORK101 at yahoo.com for anyone looking to have their cards or any other type of psychic work done, please email me at the same email address, which is again PSIWORK101 at yahoo.com. If I said my email too fast, which <laughs> knowing me, I probably did, I will have it written in the comments in an introduction so you can read it there. And of course, as always, so long as I don't forget, I will have the Links to the article so you can read it at your leisure and definitely as well. Just on the off chance I do miss a word, which hopefully I don't. But if I do, you can have the links there and you can read it at your leisure as well. Okay. And of course I'll be having a little talk in a minute, but you get the idea. Alright, so, quick review. We're going to be reviewing today Welsh's Sparkling Rosé Grape. It's non-alcoholic. It's a juice cocktail from Concentrate, non-alcoholic. <laughs> Just to make sure I, I emphasize that one today. <laughs> and it's a sparkling juice that tastes, well, it's not too sweet. It's not too dry. It's actually a blend. It's a balance of dry and sweet. Sparkle is just right. The flavor is beautiful. It's crisp. And it goes right to the, gets straight to the point. Let me taste it for you. Mm-hmm. And it goes down easy, too. So this is very good for any holiday occasion. Or non-holiday occasion. And this is definitely a huge two thumbs up for a non-alcoholic drink. That thing is just perfect for everybody. It brings a little class to the affair. While having alcohol, if that's your thing. So, if you're looking for a non-alcoholic drink, that is, at least so it says, only 80 calories per serving, then try Welch's Sparkled, Sparkling Rosé Grape. Okay, without further ado, let's continue. So, as I've been away on my mountain escape, if you will. <laughs> I don't know if it was so much fun, but it wasn't boring. Well, no, it wasn't boring. It was definitely roughing it in some ways, but maybe something I needed. Now, in some ways, I'm, I'm sorry I came back home, but in other ways, I'm not, because I had to get back to my life. But... I did not miss the traffic around my area. I'll tell you that. I didn't miss most of the people around my area. I'll tell you that. Although, no matter where I was, I was still thinking about the guy I talked about last time. That didn't really help. He wasn't more on my mind. He just wasn't less on my mind. I still miss him. I still have conflicting feelings. I'm so sad. Blah, blah. You know the deal. I already talked about it already. But it did help be away from everybody else. So I'm happy about that at least. And it did put some things in perspective. And I also realized, yes, I say and a lot. I gotta work on that. I'm gonna legally change my name to Witch Dragon. 
I mean, it'll be a process, don't get me wrong, but it's who I really am anyway. Now I just want to make it, well, legally who I am. So, the trip helped me in that area. I mean, I got to talk to my friend a little bit here and there. And it was nice looking at the mountains. It was nice looking at the country. I couldn't live there, but it's a nice place to visit. It definitely gave me a lot to think about and a lot of realize what I want and a lot of realize what I don't want. And it did make me have this app on my phone to do a podcast on, so there's that. <laughs> so I'm kind of thankful for the trip for that alone. And I can always go back and edit and put the theme music and pictures in later, so it's not that big a deal. It's just, you know, easier to do it at home. But in a pinch, it can work on a vacation. I guess my trip maybe wasn't so much about excitement and adventure, but it was about figuring things out. So I was grateful for West Virginia for that. Again, I could never live there at this point in my life. But it was definitely good just to get things out the way. So for that, I'm forever grateful. And I realized <laughs> I'm kind of sick of being around people who don't want to be around me. I'm sick of trying too hard. I'm sick of, well, to make this story a long ass story short, I'm just sick of trying for people or with people who don't want to try with me. It really just boils down to that. I guess to make a long story short, I'm just sick of the BS. And if my trip did nothing else, it made me realize that and a whole bunch of other things. So I guess I'm grateful for that. No, I take that back. I am grateful for that. And I'll forever be, and I'll forever be glad I went on my trip. That being said, it seemed to have gotten noisier since I came back home. Now that could just be a perspective since I wasn't used to, tr since I had a week and change, not dealing with traffic and the BS of my area. So maybe it's just more so with sirens than it really is. Who knows? Or maybe it is. Who knows? Or maybe it's that time of year. Could be. Either way, it is what it is. Again, I can't say I'm glad to be back, but things have to get done and I can't escape my problems forever, so it's for better or worse, I'm back home for now. But there's just days I just want to be gone and have a story like Gone Girl. There really is. And I guess that's just where I'm at. But I will say this, besides all that on a personal perspective, I'm glad to spend more time with my husband's and my boyfriend or my child's father and the children as well. It was good to spend time with them as a whole. I mean, it didn't 100% take care of the sadness I felt about the other guy. You know, it didn't, but it helps, kind of. Or at least it didn't hurt. That's for damn sure. Although, unfortunately, my rare fox's grandfather died, and I feel kind of horrible about that. I mean, truthfully, there's nothing I can do, really do to help him. I, I can't. I can't make it better for him. I really can't. I guess it's just something he just has to go through because it sucks. I mean, sure, he wasn't not expecting it, but it still sucks when someone you love dies. So, 
There's something I can do for him. I guess the only thing I can do is just be there as much as possible and be there if you need to talk or be there if you don't need to talk. I guess that's the only thing I can manage to figure out. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> so there's that. So, that being said, being back, I'm not 100% happy about, but I'm not 100% sad about. I guess I'm in flux. I've been depressed. I've been sad, again, as I'm sure you know from the other podcast. I guess I'm just figuring, figuring it out. And I don't know if I have any answers, if you really want me to be honest. I don't know if I have any, I have any answers. Still, maybe I will. I guess this is just something I have to just go through. Because I haven't come up with shit. All I've been is has been upset, and I've been depressed, and here we are. But, without further ado, let's get on with the topics. But we're going to start off with a light topic before we get into the heavy shit. Because, girl, I can't. I cannot yet. <laughs> there go that band-aid, y'all. Okay, briefly, I'm not reading no article on it. I heard enough about it. Apparently, Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes have broken up, which happens. You know, they said they're going to be best friends. It's amical, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure most of you heard about it, if you care. I mean, I have no insight about it, psychically or otherwise. So I'm like, hey, it happens. I hope they do well. I hope they are safe friends. If they don't, it's okay. You know, I hope they do well and, you know, they go on with their lives. And that's pretty much it. I mean, at this point, what the fuck else are you going to say about it? Not really a whole lot. Now, all that being said, what the hell else is going on? I don't know. But my birthday is in a few days, so happy birthday to me and my twin brother, Derek. So, or a.k.a. Mr. Two. Happy birthday to us. And I'll say this. If anyone don't mind sending me a celebrity for my birthday, that'd be great. By the way, I'm kidding. Please. I am kidding, but if you did send me some liberty, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Machine Gun Kelly, maybe. But anyway, or Eminem. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, all right. Let me stop before before I before I say something I shouldn't say. People take it the wrong way. Whew. All right. Now let's get serious now because I need a little humor before I go into this bullshit. And since this is the article I'm on right now from People, I will give the link, of course, as long as I remember. All right. Lord, here we go. Where do I begin? Let us let me just take the Band-Aid off now. Mm. Ooh, that hurt. All right, y'all. Here we go. Let me take a deep breath. I'm going to warn you, I'm probably going to be extra slow. I want to make sure I try not to have any struggle words. But of course you know that I will be sending a link in the article so you can read it for yourself in case I miss something. Ready? Here we go. Let's begin. Travis Scott and Drake named in seven fifty million dollar lawsuit brought by victims of Astroworld Festival. 
The lawsuit was filed Tuesday on behalf of 125 victims of the deadly mass mass cow mass casualty event, including the family of 21-year-old Axel Acosta, who died from his injuries. And this article was written on November 2017 by Katie Cat. I'm gonna spell her name. I think it's Capone or Capone. But I'm going to spell it on the off chance I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. C-A-M-P-I-O-N-E. Alright. I'm continuing on because I read the headline already. So, Axel Acosta, 21, was one of 10 concert girls who died from injuries sustained during... Scott's performance when the crowd surged toward the stage. In a statement to People on Tuesday, a member of attorney, a member of attorney Tony Busby's legal team said Acosta's death was needless and was a result of gross negligence. In in the complaint in the complaint obtained by People. Busby alleges that Acosta went into cardiac arrest from being crash crushed in the crowd. And it gives a link to a podcast that, that goes more in depth about it. So if you want to read it, that I think that'd be or listen to it, that'd be good. Moving on. When a when Axel collapsed, he was trampled by those fighting to prevent themselves from being crushed. The lawsuit states as they lay as he lay there under a mass of humanity dying, the music played and streamed on for almost forty minutes. Well that's some shit. The complaint continues. Axel Acosta loved and adored Travis Scott and the other performers at Astroworld. The feeling was not mutual. Certainly, neither Travis Scott nor his executive partners, exclu- nor his exclusive partners, streaming service record record labels, handlers, entourage, managers, agents, hangers-on, promoters, organizers, or sponsors cared enough about Axel Acosta and the other concert girls to make an even a minimal effort to keep them safe. Other named defendants including Apple Music, Live Nation, Epic Records, Scott's Cactus Jack Records, TriStar Sports and Entertainment Group, according to the complaint. In the statement to People, Busby's team said that his firm believes, based on its ongoing investigation, that Apple Music Epic Records and many other corporations that stood to profit from Astroworld will share legal blame in in a court of law in front of Tex in front of a Texas jury. The statement added that the law firm intends to file another lawsuit with another hundred named plaintiffs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let me take a minute from that, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. In addition to the ten individuals who are Faithfully, fatally, excuse me, fatally wounded from the events at Houston's NRG Park earlier this month. Hundreds more were injured, 
Dozens of lawsuits have been filed against Scott and contract organizers over the incident. The Houston Chronicle reported. The complaint filed Tuesday detailed alleged behavior from Scott that glorifies violence and other dangerous behaviors, including social media. In another podcast, I think goes on about that, so I'll let you guys listen to that also. That goes more in depth than I'm going with you. Drake, who was a surprise guest performer and appeared on stage with Scott at the festival, has also been named in the lawsuit. While the certified lover boy rapper does not have a prolific history of a history, Inciting violence, he has still greatly benefited from Scott's sicko le- legacy, the complaint alleges. When Drake accepted Scott's invitation to perform at Astroworld 2021, Drake was well aware of the damage Scott had caused at his shows in the past. Busby writes in the lawsuit, Drake was also well also well aware of the anticipated... Su- ten- God damn, hold on anticipated size and violently a validity of the crowd. Voltal hold on, I'm gonna spell that word y'all, I'm sorry. V O L A T I L I T Y of the crowd and the likelihood of the of an incident. And of course I have down here a related video to Drake that I'll let you guys play in your own. One week after the fatal Houston concert, Drake's attorney Edward F. McPherson said during an appearance on Good Morning America that there obviously was a systematic breakdown that we need to get to the bottom of before we start pointing fingers at anyone. And of course, related, a nine-year-old Astroworld victim, Ezra Blunt, died after getting trampled at festival. McPherson claimed the mass casualty declaration made by authorities that absolutely did not make it to the 30-year-old rapper or his team as, his, as the artist kept performing the, sh- the show. In fact, he claimed, we've seen footage of police half an hour later just walking about and not let, looking like it was a mass casualty event. Following the event, Scott posted a series of videos to his Instagram story on November 6th saying he was horrified by what happened at his show, pleading to help the victim's family. I'm honestly just devastated and I I could never imagine anything like this happening, Scott said. Okay. And of course there's more afterwards, but I'll let you guys read the rest. I'll I'll let you guys read the next part by another... I'll I'll read the, the, the next writer's name by Rachel DeSantis. I'll let you guys read that part on your own, but that's basically the gist of what happened. Now, I know we discussed this briefly in the last podcast, because I didn't know that as much about it, so I wanted to hold off. But since I've been re- since I read that article and watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos on it, ugh, way more than I wanted to, I might add. Mostly because it's just it just does it just gets worse and worse by the day it seems. I I'm just like, you know, I really don't know what to say more than I did that time, but I will say this. Unfortunately, it seems Mr. Scott has a history of this. That's the problem. 
excuse me, y'all, had it, my headset popped out. Now, apparently, he has a history of this, based on what I read, if that's true. I admit I'm not a Travis Scott fan. I'm nothing against it before this. I'm just saying, I, I, I mean, I hear a song, I like it, or I didn't. Whatever. But I'm like, you have a history of this. So this ain't your first time at the rodeo. On the other hand, I, I don't, I, I just, I really don't know what to think. And as for Drake, I guess technically he has less culpability. But it seems to me that everyone, a little bit more, a little bit less, has some share to blame here. And I can't blame anyone for suing them. And also, from what I heard from another video, that, you know, he was offering refunds. I'm like, that's the least you should do. But I guess if people take the refunds, that means they're, they can't sue him later. I'm like, uh-uh. But I get it's how the law works. Or at least that's how they're planning it. Fair enough, whatever. I'm just like, what? I guess I do have an opinion now. I'm a little less on the fence. Do I think he should go to prison? I don't know about that part. What I do know is I think he should definitely be sued. I mean, the truth is money's never going to bring back people's families. Let's call it what it is. And even people who, haven't, who, who didn't die, thank goodness, they're never going to be the same. So I'm all for suing. Of course, I'm all for investigation, too. But fuck that. I say sue them and investigate at the same time. Which I'm sure they're going to do. Because I'm like... How? Okay. You know what? But I will say this. I don't think he's the only one to blame. But I, think, I certainly think he has a lot to answer for. As I do think other people do. I don't know if Drake has a lot to answer for. I don't know if he's the one people should go after the most. But, then again, I don't know if he shouldn't be going after at least at all. So, I'll say that. Anyway. So, I guess to give a simple answer, which there is no simple answer. I think him and I think everyone's at fault. I do. And I'm just surprised they have a contract this size during the pandemic. I mean, I guess we're middle to... Well, I don't know if you say end anytime soon, but uh, middle of a pan. I mean, not the beginning, but whatever. I don't know. I'm just surprised that there's that many people for during the pandemic. But I guess that's a whole separate issue. I'm not going to get into. But I do think people should sue him and other people involved in the contract because it's not just him. So I hope people win their lawsuits. I really do. So that's my opinion. I think everyone's at fault, to give you a simple answer. But, again, it's just sad regardless, how you, however you want to slice it and dice it. Okay. I need to take a minute. Because that was a whole lot. Excuse me. Okay, I'm back, y'all. I'm sorry. I had to take a minute, because that was just a whole lot for me, reading it. I mean, it was a whole lot, my, well, anyway, I already said all that enough times. <sighs> oh, Lord, here we go. Now we go on to some more bullshit from the New York Times.
fatal shooting on set was safe. On set was safe, official says. Because you know I read the headlines first. The actor was told a gun being used as a prop was safe. Before it fired on the set of Rust, killing the film's cinematographer. There we go. Cinematographer! Got the word. I'm sorry. I should not be that excited. But I I just meant I'm sorry I finally got that word right reading. My apologies. And wounding its director, law enforcement officials said. And this article is by Simon Romero, Julia Jacobs, and Glenn Thrush. Thrush? Yeah. T-H-R-U-S-H. Thrush. And of course, I'm reading this article a little late. It's, it was published on October 21st, granted, and updated. It was updated the 10th of November, so. It's an old article, but it was updated, so. Just to let everyone know. Because, and in full disclosure, I admit I'm reading a tad bit of an older article. I'm sure most of you already know most of this, but I've been watching videos, trying to do a deeper dive, but I want to read it first, and then we'll have a discussion. All right, so let's go. Just to give you a full disclosure. Santa Fe, on a ranch in northern New Mexico, where the cottonwoods and the dusty foothills have formed the backdrop of Western of Western since the 1950s. Alec Baldwin was filming a new movie on Thursday afternoon when his character in Outlaw needed a gun. <sighs> An assistant director grabbed one of three prop guns that the film's armorer had set up outside on a gray cart handed it to Mr. Baldwin, and according to an affidavit signed by Detective Joel Canu, or Canu of the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office, yelled, Cold gun! Which was supposed to indicate that the gun did not have any live rounds in it. When Mr. Baldwin fired the gun, Law enforcement officials said it struck and and killed the film's cinematographer and wounded its director and raised new questions about firearms firearms safety on film sets. The assistant director did not know live rounds were in the prop gun. When he gave it to Mr. Baldwin, according to the affidavit, which is made as part of a search warrant application. The affidavit did not specify what kind of ammunition the gun had been filled had been loaded with. The lo- the results were deadly. Helena Hutchins, forty two, the director the film's director of, cin- of photography was struck in the chest, flown to the University of New Mexico hot hospital in Albuquerque, where she died, officials said. Joel Souza, S-U-S-O-U-Z-A, just in case I didn't pronounce his name correctly, 48, the film's director was shot in the shoulder area and wounded. He was taken to Christus or Christus or Christus St. Vincent Regional Medical Center in Santa Fe and later released. 
there there are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic incident accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours, Mr. Baldwin, 63, said in a statement Friday on Twitter. I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred, and I am in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved Helena. The plot of the film, Mr. Baldwin was shooting Russ, hinges on an accidental killing in its aftermath. Suddenly, the movie set on Bonanza Creek Ranch in Santa Fe County became the scene of a real killing and a real investigation. Juan Rios, a spokesman for the Sheriff's Office, said on Friday afternoon that the investigation remains active and ongoing, and that detective entered the movie set today and continued to interview potential witnesses. Regarding the projectile, a focus of the investigation is what type it was and how it did and how it, how it did it get there, Mr. Rio said. The affidavit said that there that the three guns had been left on a gray cart outside the structure where Mr. Baldwin was working on a scene. Due to COVID-19 restrictions with, with, the re, with the search warrant, the detectives were seeking additional evidence that could help shed light on the events leading up to the fatal shooting footage or video captured during the film filming. Computer and cell phones left on set as well as other fire, firearms ammunition. And of course there's a video here if you want to play it. There have been reports of labor unrest on the set of the film, where Mr. Baldwin also served as producer. Several members of the crew walked off the set earlier this week over working, over working conditions, according to several people familiar with the shoot. Three private security guards stood at the, at the lock gate to the Bonanza Creek Ranch around midday on Friday, telling journalists that access to the property was restricted. Earlier in the day, several unmarked vehicles from the Santa Fe, Santa, from the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Department and the Medical Examiner's Office entered the site. Helicopters, apparently used by news organizations, hovered overhead at times. And of course, it goes in, it goes in overhead of what happened on the set of Rust, which I think you guys can read that on your own. On film sets, the, the safety protocols of using guns are, as, are well established and straightforward. Weapons must be tightly managed by licensed armorers. Cast members should be trained in gun safety and live ammunition should never be used. Production typically use real guns that are loaded with blanks, which can still be dangerous since they involve gunpowder. A cartridge and paper wadding or wax, which provides a realistic looking flame and spark. When people are injured by firearms on sets, it usually involves a burn to the hand, safety coordinators said. But in this case, it was evident that something had gone wrong, very wrong. Expert in film safety said protocol had to have been broken, said Daniel Leonard, an associate dean of Chapman University's film school, who specializes in set production. We will have to see what the details are, but the industry 
has a very specific set of guidelines to follow to prevent something like this from happening. Larry Sonoff, an armorer who filmed, who worked on the set of Dang Django Unchained and was not involved in rust, said that in general only blank ammunition and cartridge case with no bullet is sanctioned on a film set. Productions sometimes use prop guns such as rubber guns or replica guns, but but oftentimes they use actual firearms firing blanks, he said. The safety guidelines that we live by on television and movie sets prohibit the use of live ammunition on set, he said. A production would typically insinuate rulers for keeping a safe distance from the muzzle of a gun, which is usually 20 feet, he added. And of course, there's a picture of Helene Hutchinson. Hutchins, I'm sorry, Hutchins, who was killed. Just to let everyone give everyone a heads up. Mr. Vario said on Thursday night that the sheriff's office had not filed charges against anyone in connection with the shooting. In a statement Friday, the movie's production company, Rust Movie Production LLC, said the safety of our cast and crew is the top priority of Rust Productions, and everyone associated with the company through we are we're not made any aware of any official complaints concerning weapon or prop safety on set. We will be conducting an internal review of our of our procedures while production is shut down. We will continue to cooperate with the Santa Fe authorities in their investigation and offer mental health services to the cast and crew during this tragic time. In a statement, John Lindy, the national president of the Internal Cinematographers Guild, and Rebecca Ryan, the organization and national executive director, called Miss Hutchins' death devastating news. Excuse me. The details are unclear at this moment, but we are working to learn more, and we support a full investigation into this tragic event. The statement, this is a terrible loss. The state, Their statement said this is a terrible loss, and we mourn the passing of a member of our guild's family. Mr. Baldwin, an Emmy Award-winning actor, he has had a long career in movies, plays, and television. Is In one of his best-known roles, he played Jack... I'm going to spell his name. Donnie. D-O-N-A-G-H-Y. An oblivious, domineering TV executive on the sitcom 30 Rock, which ran on NBC from 20... Well, 2006 to 2013. Serious accidents on television and movie sets, including some with firearms, have occurred with some regularity over the last several decades. In 1984, the actor John Eric Hexham accidentally shot himself in the head and died while playing Russian roulette. On set, the force of a blank round explosion fractured his skull. And there was an accident on, on, on a movie set in 1993 in which the actor Brandon Lee Bruce Lee's son was shot and killed during a scene where a bullet that was lodged in the barrel of a gun was discharged along with a blank cartridge. Our hearts go out to the family of Helena Hutchins and to Joel Souza. Brandon Lee's sister Shannon Lee's latest tweet Thursday. Our hearts go out to the family of Helena Hutchins and to Joel Souza and all involved in the incident on Rust. No one should ever be killed by a gun on set, period. 
And that was pretty much the end of the article there. Oh, Lord. Where the fuck do I begin? I, I mean, I don't know. I honest to God don't know. I really don't know. Because, again, I do agree with the investigation and not jumping to judgment. So let me say that, right? I do believe this needs to be looked at and this shouldn't be swept under the rug. And I'm glad it's not and it should be talked about. Now, some say Alec Baldwin was playing Russian roulette. Some saying he was a little bit more at fault than he claims. So I don't know. I'm not going to say it's true or not. I'm going to say it needs to be investigated. And while I don't think anyone did this maliciously, that's the one thing I think I can come up with. I think that's the one thing most people agree on. But there still seems to be some fault regardless. So all I'm going to say is I hope it's investigated thoroughly. And I guess I'm going to reserve judgment until proven otherwise. Not that my opinion matters. Ultimately, it don't. But, I, but I'm going to reserve judgment because it's just sad and there's no point and there certainly doesn't need to be a rush to form an opinion as far as I'm concerned. I think right now investigation and looking at things critically is key. The only thing I can say is, which sorry if the sirens are going by, I can't control that. If you hear it, I apologize. The one thing I can say with certainty is this didn't need to happen and it's tragic and it's sad and it's pointless. That's all I can say. That's the one thing I, I have a strong opinion on. Anything else? I'm going to reserve judgment on. I just feel so bad for the families that are suffering. I feel bad for people who did survive their gunshots and I feel bad for Helena Hutchins who didn't. And I feel bad for her son and her husband and her other family members. I feel bad for everyone. And I will say this again. I don't think Mr. Baldwin intended to hurt anybody. I don't think he meant it. I don't think... I think if he could, I could be wrong. If he could go back in time, that matters. But if he could, I think he would have prevented it. Unfortunately, can't. But I hope everyone can learn something. And I'm going to leave it at that. <sighs> All right, I need a few minutes before I go on to Kyle Rittenhouse because I fucking can't today. I just fucking can't. Now, in full disclosure, I haven't been following the trial. I, I knew about him briefly when he did it. And I know about the not guilty verdict now. So there's there's a lot of gaps here. So, you know, and I do have Limited opinions, not a lot, but I have some. I will read the article. Maybe my opinion will be a little more fixed, maybe not. Maybe it'll be less fixed. I don't know. But I will say, no matter what, it's a big old mess. No matter what side you think it's on, it's a big old mess. And honestly... 
I don't think there's any real winners. Not really. So I'll say that. That's the one thing I've managed to come up with. I don't think there's going to be any real winners. No matter what what topic, I'm sorry, no matter what viewpoint you take on it, it's, it's just, it's just a whole lot. And, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it, it, it's, there's any real winners. So, Let's begin with Carl Rittenhouse, and this article is written by Todd Richmond on November 19th, so this one's a little closer to being slightly more current. All right. Okay, we'll start with the headline explainer. What charges did Carl Rittenhouse face? I wasn't necessarily going to read all this, and I may or may not read every bit of it. Well, I'll read. Yeah, okay. All right. Don't mind me, y'all. I'm just trying to see if there's any more for me to read, but I think I'll just read whatever's here. All right. You ready for it all? Let's go. He was cleared of all charges, so let's get that out of the way. But here's what he could have faced. First-degree international homicide. Not guilty. Attempted first-degree international homicide. Homicide, excuse me. Not guilty. First-degree reckless homicide, not guilty. First-degree reckless endangering safety, not guilty. First-degree recklessly endangering safety, not guilty. They're all first-degree charges here, apparently. That's what I noticed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me begin. Let me take a deep breath, y'all, because this is a whole lot for me. Let's go. Madison, Wisconsin. Kyle Rittenhouse shot three men, killing two of them and wounding the third during a protest against police brutality in Kenosha, Wisconsin, last year. See, I heard about the first part, just the rest of it I didn't keep up with. Just letting you guys know once again. Okay, moving on. Rittenhouse ar argued that he, fi he fired in self-defense after the men attacked him. Here's a look at the charge that prosecutors carried on into court, as well as a lesser charge that the judge put before the jury in his final instructions. And apparently there was live updates of the trial, in case anyone wants to look at it, I guess. Alright, if I'm not reading it wrong, if I'm reading it wrong, I apologize, but that's what I'm understanding. I could, oh, Click the link. Yeah, if you click the link there, there I think there would be. Anyway, just figure I'll let you guys know that. Moving on. Count one. First degree, reckless homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. I think I read that part, so we're going to read. continue on. The felony charge was connected to the death of Joseph Rosenbaum, the first man Rittenhouse shot. Bystander video shows Rosen, Rosenbaum, or Rosenbaum, 
chasing Rittenhouse through a parking lot, throwing a plastic bag at him. I'm sorry, I, I'm taking a pause because I'm, I'm making sure I'm reading that wrong, right? And I'm not throwing a plastic bag at him. Okay, I'm going to presume something heavy was in it, but alright, maybe I'm wrong. Moving on, Rittenhouse flees behind a car and Rosenbaum follows. Video in, introduced a trial showed Rittenhouse wheeling around and firing as Rosenbaum chased him. Richie McGinnis, a reporter who was trailing Rittenhouse, testified that Rosenbaum lunged for Rittenhouse's gun. Reckless homicide differs from intentional homicide in that prosecutors weren't alleging that Rittenhouse intended to murder Rosenbaum. Instead, they were alleging that Rittenhouse caused Rosenbaum's death in circumstances showing an utter disregard for human life. Okay, so that is a little bit of a difference there. Hold on, I'm sorry, y'all. There's cars going by. Sirens going by at that. Hopefully none of you hear that. If you do, I apologize. Whew, I gotta learn how to edit that shit out. Anyway, moving on. The the charge, excuse me, the charge was punishable but up to 60 years in prison. The dangerous weapon modifier carried an additional five years. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. Well, maybe I should have drank something alcoholic. Anyway, moving on. Count two. First degree recklessly endangering safety use of a dangerous weapon. This felony charge was connected to the Rosenbaum shooting. McGinnis told the investigators he was in the line of fire when Rittenhouse shot Rosenbaum. The charge would have been punishable by I'm reading this right by twelve and a half years in prison. Okay, yeah, I think I read that right. If I didn't, I apologize. The weapons modifier carried an additional five years. Hmm. Count three. First degree recklessly endangering safety use of a dangerous weapon. Video shows an unknown man leaping at Rittenhouse and trying to kick him. Seconds before Anthony Huber moves his skateboard towards him. Rittenhouse appears to, to fire two rounds at the man but apparently misses as the man runs away. This charge is a felony punishable by 12 and a half years in prison. The weapons modifier again would have been added up to five more years. Alright. That's a whole lot. Count four. First degree international homicide. Intentional homicide. I'm sorry. Intentional homicide. Use of a dangerous weapon. This charge was in Huber's death. Video shows Rittenhouse running down the street after shooting Rosenbaum when he falls to the street. Huber leap, leaps at him and swings a skateboard at his head and neck and tries to grab Rittenhouse's gun before Rittenhouse fires. The criminal complaint alleged Rittenhouse aimed the weapon at Huber. International homicide means just that. A person killed someone and meant to do it. A conviction would have meant a mandatory life sentence. The weapons modifier would have been added up to five years. Good lord. 
I'm sorry, that's a whole lot, y'all. Whew. I need a fan for that. The juror who was given the option of second-degree intentional homicide and first-degree reckless homicide in Huber's death. Second-degree intentional homicide would have been punishable by up to 60 years in prison. The first-degree reckless homicide charge sought in Huber's death matched an original charge in Rosenbaum's death. It would have been required jurors to decide that Rittenhouse caused Huber's death with an utter disregard for human life and would have been punishable, punishable by up to 60 years in prison. Okay, I need a minute, y'all, because that was a whole lot. Okay, I'm back, y'all. I'm sorry. Mm, that was a whole lot. Just in that, it was a whole lot. Okay, let me get back to it, because that, that was just a mess. That was a mess. Count five. Oh my god, there's more counts to this. <laughs> it's not funny. It's actually, like, fucked up. Anyway. Attempted first-degree intentional homicide. Use of a dangerous weapon. Oh, here we go. This was a charge for Rittenhouse shooting Gate. Is it Gage? K. Anyone. I'm going to spell it. G A I G E Gross Krultz. I'll spell the last part, the other part of the name. K R E U T Z. In the arm. Second after he shot Hubert, and as Gross Krutz came toward him holding a pistol. Gross Cruz survived. Video shows Rittenhouse pointing his gun at Gross Cruz and firing a single round. The charge carries a maximum sentence of 60 years. Oh, Lord, 60 years. The weapons modifier would have been up to five years. They love their five years up in there, I guess. Anyway, I'm sorry, not to make jokes, but I'm, I'm just like, I'm taking it back right now. I'm really taking it back. The jury, the jury who also was given the option of considering second-degree attempt, attempted intentional homicide and first-degree reckless endangerment charges. The possible, the possible punishment for attempted second-degree intentional homicide is 30 years. Well, only half. Attempted first-degree reckless endangerment is punishable up to 12 and a half or two years or 12 and a half years in prison. I'm going to do a second part of this. Okay, all. I am so, so sorry. I had to split up the podcast, which hopefully, if I can do some creative editing, which editing is not my strong suit, but we're going to try. And make it happen. Hopefully it'll just be one big old thing at some point. But if it's not, then I'm sorry. But we'll consider this part two anyway. And I know I left, I, it kind of cut off 
when I was reading the middle of, an, of the charges, so I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm taking too long, so let's just get right to it, shall we? So this is Back from the Mountains, part two, going on to Kyle Ritter, Rittenhouse, excuse me. Without further ado, let me just start off where I left off on the last part of before we get on to count six. Moving on. So, still going on to five, on, on count five. So I will continue from the juror, the jury, if I can pronounce that right, the jury also was given the option of considering second degree attempted intentional homicide and first-degree reckless endangerment charges. The possible punishment for attempted second-degree intentional, homo intentional homicide is 30 years. Attempted first-degree reckless endangerment is punishable by up to uh, 12 and a half years, if I'm reading that correctly. Okay. Now that we gave you a quick recap, on the count six, possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18. Uh-huh interesting and I'm going to tell you why I think it's interesting now one because some people say in, the, in his state or the state he's from he was allowed to have a gun at 17 but in this count and maybe I'm misunderstanding something this was a this is a dangerous weapon by a person under 18 now I'm going to read maybe I'm misunderstanding something but I just found that interesting okay continuing the judge dismissed this charge on Monday. Rittenhouse was armed with an AR-style semi-automatic rifle. He was 17 years old on the night of the shootings. When, when, when Wisconsin, which I know how to pronounce Wisconsin, that's sad. Wisconsin law prohibits minors from possessing firearms except for hunting or when supervised by an adult in, in target practice or instruction in the proper use of a dangerous weapon. Okay, so it seems that some people are right up to a point, but no one, but yet still, still, he was not supposed to have the automatic weapon. Okay, so it seems to be half and half on that one. Okay, that explains that a little bit. Okay, I figure there is some discrepancy on either side. Moving on, I just had to point that out. I'm sure most of you guys know that, but I don't know that, so I'm playing catch up a little bit. So indulge me a little bit. <laughs> I gotta stop repeating two words twice. Anyway, moving on. Rittenhouse's attorneys argue that another subsection of the law regarding short-barreled rifles provide ground for dismissing dismissing the charge. Okay. Prosecutors argued that defense was misleading the statute. And Schroeder? Schroeder? Like Ricky Schroeder? Schroeder? Here, let me spell it, y'all. S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. -E -E it sounds like Schroeder to me, but it may not be. If I'm pronouncing that name wrong, I'm so sorry. But nonetheless, had earlier twice declined to dismiss the charge. But the judge also had said the statue was confusing. I'm going to be honest with you, on, on that part, I agree. I'm confused. Half of it, I'm like, huh? And half of it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm confused. I'll be honest, I'll give the judge that one. I'm confused, too. After prosecutors conceded that the rifle was not short-barreled, Schroeder dismissed a charge. Alright, well that's the important part, dismissed a charge. <gasps> the fuck? Count seven. Lord, how many counts are there? 
Count seven, failure to comply with an emergency order from state or local government. Rittenhouse was charged with being out on the streets after 8 p.m., curfew imposed by the city, a minor offense that carried a fine up to $200. The judge dismissed this charge during the trial, saying the prosecution didn't offer enough evidence to prove it. Well, I guess not. Uh, and, of course, there's a full... Find the AP's full coverage of the Rittenhouse trial. The link is right above. I am not reading all that. I think I've read enough. I'm sorry, y'all. But, and of course, it goes further down with the sh with everything. With the jurors find Rittenhouse not guilty. Explainer, why did the judge drop Rittenhouse gun charge? I mean, and then the president, Biden, and of course, Rittenhouse work puts Biden in a difficult political spot. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. Black Americans see bias system in Rittenhouse verdict. Okay, it goes on after this. It goes on and on and on. I'm, I'm not reading all that. I mean, it's a whole lot. I'm going to let you all read that. But this comes from APnews.com, and I will get the link, of course. You know I will. But it is a whole lot. I need a second. I mean, yeah, I just don't fucking know. Oh, where do I fucking begin? Okay, I didn't a hundred. I didn't hundred percent have a an opinion one way or the other yet. That's not true. There are some things I had an opinion on, and everything else I still debate. And I think I debate it more now than I did then. Okay, I've been doing a crash course looking up online on fuckbook. Oh, listen, it's Facebook, and and people's comments and oh. Where do I fucking begin? There's a lot to begin here with, so let me just get right to it. Okay. Before the parts I can debate everything else, everybody else, here's what I don't understand. How the hell did his mama feel it's a good idea to drive him up there? From what I understand, if I'm wrong, I apologize. I apologize, but that's what, our, that's what most people seem to agree on. That's the one part I don't understand. Now, I get that in four months he was going to be 18. I get all that. But how are you going to drive? And I'm trying not to judge, but yeah, I'll be honest, I'm judging a little bit. Right or wrong? How are you going to drive your son up there for all that? That's one. Two... All right, the gun thing seems to be a bit more debatable. If it's a hunting rifle, it seems that a teenager or 17-year-old can have it within reason. Not an automatic weapon, not some of this, not some of that. And even in that statue, there seems to be some limitations or some debate on that. Okay, fine. So I can kind of see both sides of that now. But the, but the first, but the main one, I can. How is, your, how is his mama going to drive him up there? Okay, and I understand some people say because someone asked them to go help protect their businesses and so on and so forth, if that's true. Okay, but you're asking a 17-year-old, granted, a 17-year-old's not a little kid. Even I agree with that, but still not an adult. And unless he's just that awesome and he's like Buffy or something or a superhero, I guess. But I don't know. Some just don't seem right with that, but then again... I don't know, maybe I'm hearing things out of content, so I'm going to try and keep a respectful 
objective opinion on that, but I'm like, I gotta be honest, I don't know. Something's just don't seem right with that. But okay. Moving on. Now, everything else, I can see everyone's point of view on, on both sides, on all sides. I can even understand what some people say if he was black or Hispanic or whatever, that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have got off or he would have been shot killed shot dead. Okay. That may be true or that may not be true. I mean, probably could be, maybe. Here's the problem. Although some people say he is Hispanic, so I don't know. But the point is the fact of the matter is he was voted not guilty. So, there's that. I mean, I understand people's feelings on that, but like or not, he was. So, there's that. And I'm not going to say people are wrong when it comes to the whole race and nationality thing. They may, may very well be right. But for better or worse, he was voted not guilty. Now, the one thing I understand is the jury did take their time with this. They, they didn't just make him not guilty in five minutes, if I'm right on that. So at minimum, even if we don't like the verdict, at least they took their time. And i got to respect that. So there's, there's that, at least, I guess. Now, some people say... That some of the people he shot and killed were pedophiles, or one of them was. I don't know if that's true or not, so I, I, I don't know if I can really go there. Although, if it is, I'm not saying it is, but if it is, allegedly, who knows? I mean, I might have a little more something for him. Something. That being said... He was saying it was in self-defense. Okay. It sounds like some of it was, maybe. But again, I, I still go back to the one part. His mama drove him up there, though. I'm sorry, but she did. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I debate that a little bit. I'm sorry, I do. Right or wrong, I do. So, it's hard for me to say it's self-defense outright when you going up there. I mean, I get there's reasons why he did, I guess. And, or he felt he had to. Okay, I'm trying to be compassionate on all sides here. But it's like, okay, but... Uh, Alright, moving on. And there does... And I didn't see the... And, and I will say in fairness... I did not see the video, so maybe he has a little more of a right to be up there. I know his dad's up there and people he knows, so it's not like he's a complete stranger to the state. I get it. So there may be some leeway, I guess, in some people's mind with it. I can respect that, I guess. But still... I don't know. Oof, oof. I just go back and forth on that one. I really do. But then, even though that may be true, I still don't know. I mean, again, I, I can't. People do what they think is right at the time. But I still got to be honest. 
And I'm trying to put myself in his mother's shoes. And I'm not trying to say anything negative about her. I think enough people will do that. I still don't know, even if there was, at least in his perspective, a justifiable reason to be up there. As a mother, I don't think I could do, drive my 17-year-old kid up there. I don't care. In four months, he's going to be 18. Four, you can do what you want at 18. I don't care. I mean, I don't care, but I can't stop you. I don't think I need to facilitate it. You're going to have to find another way to help them, son. Or daughter, whatever. You know, you're an equal opportunity here as much as possible. So I don't know if I could do that. But then again, I'm not in her shoes. Different states. Everyone has a different culture. Everyone has different... So I'm going to try and be respectful about that. But at least, at least for me, as a mom of a 17-year-old, oh, hell no. You can wait until you're 18. Fuck that. I mean, I know you're worried about your father. I know you're worried about your peoples. I love you, but no. Uh-uh. You can go fuck yourself. Okay, maybe I wouldn't say that, but you know what I'm saying, y'all. So I don't know if I can really... Again, I'm trying to be understanding, or at least as objective as I can, but... Ooh. I just don't know. I don't know. But I gotta be honest... Again, while I'm trying not to blame anybody at this point, what's the point? I just don't think it, it was a good idea, right or wrong. Again, trying not to judge, but okay, I'm judging a touch. Right or wrong, yeah, I'm going to have to judge a little bit on that one. Not that I should, not that I have a right to. I mean, is it possible, at least in his mind, he meant well? He was doing the right thing? Oh, I'm sure he does. I, I think he really thinks he did the right thing. I don't know if that makes it better. But I at least think, I, I, if I'm right, and I could be, and I could be wrong, he at least thinks he did the right thing. I just don't know if that makes a difference. Ugh. I go back to the self-defense because people think, yeah, justice was served, blah, blah, blah. I, I guess technically it was. I guess technically it was. But I have a hard time. Again, maybe if I saw the video, I would feel different. But honestly, self-defense is a little hard for me to go with. I mean, I guess up to a point it was, and up to a point it really wasn't. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not a lawyer. He is he is not guilty legally, and I, res I do respect the jury. I at least think they did what they thought was right, and they at least took their time. So I can't really say they didn't. And trust me, jury duty, I mean, I did it for one day. Granted, I didn't really serve on anything. I just stayed in the waiting room and blah, blah, blah. Got that $5. And I would never want to do it ever again. So I respect the jury. But. I. But I'm just thinking. There should at least been a charge. Maybe not for 60 years. Maybe for. I don't know. I, I don't know. Now again. Maybe if I saw the video. Which again. I will put out full disclosure. I did not. Maybe I would feel differently. But I don't know. There should at least been something. Maybe not for 60 years, maybe not for 30 years. I don't even know for 12 and a half years. But there may be something. I don't know. 
But again, it wasn't up to me, so so be it. Now, I certainly would not necessarily have a problem with any family suing, suing him. Although I don't know if 18, if he has anything. Probably not. And if he would have anything anytime soon. But if they sued him, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily have a problem with that either. So, I'll say that. Now, some people are calling him a hero. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I, I respect people's right to their opinion on that. I really do. I just don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if I'd go that far. I can't. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to say a no for that, in my opinion. But again, people have right to their opinions, too. I'm not judging. I just think that part's a tad funny. I'm going to say for me, that's a no. But if it was really self-defense, then that's one thing. But a hero might be a little much. Just a little bit. But maybe I'm wrong. And then the other thing that seems to be... I don't, I'm not laughing because it's funny because people are dead and people are, and people are injured. So I'm not laughing. I still go back to his mama driving him up there. I'm sorry, I do. That's the one thing I can't really debate. Even if everyone thought it was a good reason, good idea, okay. Again, who am I to judge? I'm sure I've done some bullshit too. But this isn't, this isn't like getting a dress or a suit or a pair of pants. And and, and, and like what happened with Roseanne once and, and she made Bicky say no lip for two or three months. It's not like that. This is serious. But, okay. I don't know. And I'm not going to be like people calling his mother evil. I don't know her heart. I don't know her mind. I can't go there. But there's just some things I have to question. That's one thing I can't debate. Now, maybe if I was in her situation or her shoes, I, I might have done the same thing. I don't know. But i got to be honest. Since I'm not, and I was, I just, I just can't see it. I'm sorry. And I don't mean to be judgmental, but, okay, I'm a little judgy on that one. Right or wrong, I am. And that's the one thing I just can't get over. Anything else, it seems like, I think I can debate with people and see everyone's point of view. Just that one, not so much. Now, I will say, again, let me point this out. I do believe, right or wrong, he thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he was doing good. Now, maybe I'm being a little too optimistic. Maybe I'm being a little too understanding. I could be. And i am certainly been accused of that before in the past. Probably will again. I may very well be. And maybe I'm not seeing the full picture. That could be possible. Or maybe I just want to believe in the good in people. I don't know. I will say that. However, I still have to be blunt and say... No matter what good he was doing, I, I, I gotta be honest, it might have just been better for him if he just stayed home. But then again, what's done is done. Now, let me also say, I understand when people are protesting and rioting, and I understand all that. Believe it or not, I really do. But you can't destroy people's businesses. You can't destroy people's livelihoods that they worked hard for. I get it. But there has to be a better way. So in that sense, I think he meant well. Or at least that's what I want to believe. 
I could be wrong. And then, of course, other people from other states just looting and destroying things. So maybe he really thought he was helping. So, okay, I get it. But, oh, man, it's just bad on all sides, I think, when it comes to that. And it just breaks my heart. But, and again, let me be clear. I'm all for protesting. Actually, quite the opposite. I really am all for it. But not when it comes to destroying other people's property and things. I'm even cool people from other states protesting in that state if they're helping. But if you're just going there to destroy things, and not saying everyone did, by the way, then that's when there's problems. <sighs> Regardless, it just breaks my heart. Now, let me also say, just because he's acquitted, and he is, for better or worse, doesn't mean he's free, and I'll explain what I mean. He may be free legally, unless someone finds something else to charge him with, and I guess it's different. But, he's not going to be free anytime soon to go around, because there's going to be a lot of people who hate him. So, I think in some ways he is in prison. <laughs> I don't know if that really helps anybody or not, but that's what it seems like to me. So, he may be legally free at present. But I don't know if he's free in every other sense. And he'll have to, even if he really thinks he's justified, he'll have to live with that forever. So, I guess there's that. I don't know that helps families of their loved ones. And I don't know if any of them were pedophiles or not, so I'm not even going to go there. But no matter what, I don't think... There's any real winners in this? Not in the long run. Maybe short run, but not in the long run. I guess the only thing I can say in closing is I really hope we all can learn something from this. I don't know what. I guess just learn something. I mean, that's not true. I could think of 20 billion things, but frankly, I'd rather not make this part of the podcast longer than it already has to be. So I'm going to let everyone else think about that. And let you figure out what you can learn, what you think you can learn. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. This has been Back from the Mountains, Part 2, by Witch Dragon. I don't know this is, if this can be added to the first part of the podcast or not. But if not, then it's still going to be Part 2. Anyway. Thank you all so much for rolling with this, and I hope everyone's well. Have a good day. Over and out. Bye-bye.